I've got now dog noise in my background. So I got a bird on my head right now. Hi, I'm Anna Reinert, former host of Art Supply Posse. As the founder of the podcast, I have remained a champion for what it has continued to do. My website, The Well-Appointed Desk, is an online resource for all the analog tools you love and is sponsoring Art Supply Posse. The Well-Appointed Desk has recently celebrated its 10-year anniversary with top 10 lists featuring our best recommendations in paper, pens, and pencils. Every week, The Well-Appointed Desk publishes new reviews of all your favorite analog tools and everyone's favorite link love on Wednesdays. Don't forget to check out our shop where you can get all of your favorite coloring, ink testing books, and quirky stationery products, including the Art Supply Posse Sherlock Holmes Pocket Notebook while supplies last. Visit wellappointeddesk.com today. Thanks. Hello there, Posse. It's Kim. It's my pleasure to bring you this chat with artist Ramona McLean. Before we start this episode, I'd like to ask a favor of you. Would you be able to share us with some of your friends? Because, you see, sharing with your friends, it's the best way to help us grow. We like to continue to increase our audience, and you sharing us with your friends is really the easiest way to do that. Now, welcome to the Art Supply Posse, Ramona. Hello. Let's just dive straight in, and let's start with the big question, because, you know, why not? Who is Ramona McLean? Uh, I think Ramona McLean is a child trapped in an adult body. Good. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, So I basically spend my days just trying to be a kid and get paid for it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Hey, look, that's it. I like that. (laughs) That is really cool. I've got now dog noise in my background, so that'll probably be one of those things. Oh, I got a bird on my head right now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so have you always been artistically inclined? Yes, I think so. Um, As a kid, my friend and I would write letters to each other, um, Mm -hmm. but we would, like, decorate them fully and, like, make books for each other and make comics together and... I did a bit of drawing as a kid um, through a friend of my parents. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then I did musical theater for most of my life until I switched to animation. So there was always sort of a yearning for creativity. What made you move to the animation? Like what what was the switch? Because I guess in some ways that is a bit of a leap going from musical theatre, which is artistic, of course, but it's completely different to, well, I assume it's different, to, to, uh, to you know, illustrating and, and, and those. So what, can you, well, do you know, do you, do you remember what it was that made you make that switch or how did yeah. it um, So when I was in musical theatre, I liked it, but it wasn't something that I loved 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be in theater, you have to love it because it is not easy to get jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone sort of does that in their day job. So I was doing a musical theater program at Capilano University in North Vancouver. And about partway into the second year, 
I realized I didn't really want to do it anymore. Um, (laughs) But in the same school was the animation program. Mm -hmm. And I think one day my friend and I, we just went to Walmart and like picked up some paints and came home and started playing around with it. And I started painting Disney characters just for fun. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, something happened that day where I just started looking up how to draw characters and I couldn't stop. So eventually, um, after just doing that for fun, my friend was like, why don't you do this as like your job or like what you want to go into? And I was like, oh, no, this is just what I do for fun. But eventually I realized this is what I wanted to do. Nice. That is really cool. It kind of sounds like that day when you bought bought those paints and started playing, that was sort of the start of maybe the real Ramona, like, kind of thing you know what I mean like this was what you were meant to be doing you just took a side step to get to it but it was that clearly that first day lit a spark and just you had to do it and then great that your friend suggested hey why not do this and actually make some money like that's even better yeah (laughs) yeah no for sure yeah so where did you first start working like well have you always worked for yourself or what's that kind of been like for you for you as a working artist as such So uh, right after animation school, because I went to that same school for animation afterwards, uh, one Mm -hmm. of my teachers worked at Bardell Entertainment, Mm -hmm. uh, which is in Vancouver. So they do a lot of work for DreamWorks TV. Yep. Um, So he got my friend and I a job doing storyboards right out of school. So that was really great. Nice. Um, Yeah, that's what I wanted to go into was storyboarding. But um, after doing that for about four years, I just realized that there was so many of my own things I wanted to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I just didn't sign up for another project and I decided to try and go freelance so I could make my own stuff. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And it's nice that it didn't take you like, I don't know, 10, 20 (laughs) years of doing that and really not being completely happy because... Yes, you were making art, but it wasn't quite the art you wanted. Like, it didn't take you that long to go, no, you know what, I'm doing this. <laughs> For yeah. myself, it was a freelancer. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, you know what, people might take 20, 30 years to suddenly realise that they want to be freelancing or doing whatever, and that's totally cool. But it's nice that you didn't have to or you didn't find yourself waiting that long as well. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was not <laughs> such a long process. <laughs> that's good. That is good. So what's your favourite medium to work with or work in or like do you have a preference or do you find yourself using lots of different kind of art supplies from day to day um I definitely like to try out a bunch of different things but when I'm doing work for say like Instagram or for um, clients I definitely use my iPad mm-hmm. and use Procreate because it's just the easiest yep. route to go But when I'm doing stuff for myself, that's when I like to just kind of play around. And I like to use my sketchbook with a – I have a Pilot G-Tech pen. It's just nice for drawing. Um, Yeah. So that's a little bit more different, but I do like to just doodle in my sketchbook when it's just for me. Yeah, nice. So how would you describe your style? Uh, Very – I like to call it derpy. (laughs) <laughs> and 
because yep. it's sort of child-like, kind of adventure timey. Um, yep. It kind of moved from being more Disney to a simpler style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think is that? Is that the child in you that that loves that that style, that whimsical style, so much? Do you think? Like, is that part of that? Yes, I think I go towards a more simple style because it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, and Adventure Time was a huge um, inspiration for that because just getting into the show, it was so ridiculous. But because the characters look so simple, it made it funnier. Yes. I guess. Yeah, because yeah, the more detailed you go, it's just not as funny. Yeah, no. And I think... You making that art that makes you laugh, that makes you happy. I mean, you can see that in your work for one thing, but I think that's just it's really it's really the ideal. Like it's the perfect situation to be in. You're loving what you're doing. That's coming through on on the on the canvas or on the iPad screen or, you know, whatever you wanna whatever term you want to use, depending on what you're doing. And I think that goes a long way to making art that you love, that you can be proud of, that you put out there and you can sell. Like you know what I mean? You can sort of, I, I just feel like looking at your work, you can see that. You love what you do and you love your style and you love your 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 thing. And I think that's really, that's really nice. That's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> so do you have, do you have a favourite thing that you've ever made? Like if we look at your body of work so far up until today, this point in time, is there something that stands out as I really love that or that's really me or and I don't necessarily mean something that's been critically acclaimed because who cares about that really but just for you Ramona the artist is there something that you just absolutely love and it's your favorite thing or do you not have favorites um I don't know I think there's there's a few that I keep coming back to I have a drawing of like a water horse Mm-hmm. Which the funny thing is that this drawing is not in my normal style. Um, so I really love that one, but I don't know. I think I get more attached to characters than specific pieces. Yeah, okay. Is there a character that you return to all the time? Rainbow Sparkle Farts the first, which is the unicorn <laughs> with rainbow hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the character I've been drawing lately, which is basically me in animal form uh, okay. freckles, and she's yeah. like part fox part unicorn part sprite <laughs> and she's just super fun to draw because you can put her in whatever situation and she's ridiculous so <laughs> <laughs> sounds good so so when do you get inspired like what what where do you you know do you just yeah what inspires you like how do you come up with a new create a new um, character I can't even use my words today where do you get a new <laughs> character from or you know that kind of thing like what's the process um you I don't know usually I'll be looking on Instagram or something and flipping through all the people I follow and like some little idea sparks um and I get like really into the new ideas that I have. <laughs> like it sort of consumes my mind and I can't really think about anything else in that moment. Um, so yeah, it's usually like I'll get an idea, but I want the idea to be real so badly 
So it sort of takes on this life of its own. And I think like, what would I want to see? And like, what do I want to be real in this moment? Yeah. So I don't know if that answers the question. You know, it does. It does. It, 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 It kind of sounds like it consumes you a little until you start getting it formed and out there and, and then do what you do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so what does your art studio look like? And do you even have an art studio? Because I realise not <laughs> everyone does. Not even, every, not even working artists necessarily have a studio. But do you have an art studio? And what does it look like? Oh, sorry. That was my bird. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have one. I mean, my room can sort of become my art studio in a way. But I really love going to coffee shops. Because then you can find like somewhere really cute and there's people around, but they're not talking to you so you can focus and you're not in the same space that you sleep and relax in. Mm-hmm. So I think just like cute coffee shops is my studio. Do you get inspiration in those coffee shops at all? Like do you ever see a person and just think, oh, my goodness, that person would make a great character and then they become one? I I do. I think it's less about the people and more about the space I'm in because I used to take photos of areas around me and then put my character on them. So it'll be a real life background and then cartoon me or whoever on top of that background. Mm-hmm. So I that would be more of an inspiration, I think, than the people. But I think subconsciously, like everyone you meet just sort of like goes into the backspace of your mind and you can kind of pull from it. So possibly. (laughs) So if you were, let's, let's stay on this coffee shop kind of vibe. If I was to wave a magic wand and let you go anywhere in the world because COVID doesn't exist and it's all safe to fly again and all these sorts of things. (laughs) Where in the world would you love to go to, you know, visit the coffee shops and make art? Oh, definitely Scotland, Edinburgh. Uh, I've never been, but Mm -hmm. I'm part Scottish on my dad's side, so I've just always had a fascination for it. And I actually have looked up very specific coffee shops there. (laughs) There's one called, I think, uh, the milkman and it's so cozy and there's like stone and wood and there's a little window spot that you can sit and one day I will go there and it will be amazing one day you will it sounds it sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs) it sounds fantastic well I do hope fingers crossed and toes crossed you get there one day that would be really cool (laughs) thank you switching up a little bit um I know you teach art classes through through your through Skillshare. Where did the teaching desire come from? Um, <laughs> well, to be real frank, it was like, how do I make money yep. doing this? That's but okay. also, uh, also, I just was making vlogs at the mm-hmm. time, and I thought, okay, well, Skillshare might be a good place to put actual lessons instead mm-hmm. of. Um, putting it on YouTube. Yep. So my for the very first video I did um, called Journal All the Things, my friend Ashley, who's an amazing um, uh, film, or <laughs> what's the word for that, photographer, um, she, offered, she offered to film it for me as a Christmas present. 
So I was like, oh, great. You know, I don't have to worry about filming. So she filmed it for me and it's beautiful quality. That's why the first one looks better than probably the other ones. But yeah, after that, I was like, oh, this is actually really great. Um, And I would go on Skillshare a lot as well to look up other people's videos. So it felt familiar. Yeah, and it probably felt right. So Mm -hmm. what... What do your classes involve? Like, let's say someone's listening and they're like, okay, I would like, I like the sound of Ramona. I like her vibe. I would like to take one or all of her classes. Can you sort of take us through what they, like what the different classes are and what what people can expect to get out of them at the end of it? Yep. Uh, So the first one is Journal All the Things, and it's about putting all of your notebooks in one book so that you actually use it and finish it. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was younger, I used to start notebooks all the time, but I would never actually finish them. So it took me years to actually finish one. But when I did, I was like, oh, this feels really good. So then I was like, maybe I'll just put everything in one book. And that's kind of where the idea for that came from. Um, The next one, I think, is about making polymer clay planters because Mm -hmm. I randomly get inspired to make different things. So I thought I would look it up. And that was a Christmas present I was making for a few friends uh, last year. So that one's Mm -hmm. just all about making those and adding characters to them. The third one is turning yourself into a comic character. So um, this sort of got inspired by the fact that I had wanted to make myself into a comic character for a really long time, but it never really clicked. Mm -hmm. So I go through the stages of like tracing other people's characters just to understand how they draw and then sort of mixing the parts you like together and then bird. (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, making your character and turning it into a comic and then the very last one which I just posted uh, is how to get inspired creatively Mm -hmm. so this one I just go through different scenarios so whether you're burnt out or you're feeling lazy or you don't have a schedule or I don't know you have yeah. too much inspiration, but you don't know what to do with it. So I just kind of go through all the different scenarios and give little tips on how to go about giving yourself like a task in order to get yourself out of that funk. Sounds good. So do people need to have any experience, like any artistic experience, or can people be complete complete newbies to be taking your yeah, No, you don't need to have any experience. That's always nice because I think yeah. I think sometimes it can get, particularly when you're looking online at classes and things, it can get a little overwhelming because there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of really good classes out there and whether it's Skillshare or elsewhere, you can sort of be looking and thinking, oh, my goodness, where do I start? What should I do? And I think it's nice to know that there are great classes out there where you don't have to be a you know, an expert or someone with yeah. 10,000 10, hours experience in any one thing. Like it's really nice to um, essentially be a newbie and, and start, you know, start making art. Yeah. And it can be for people who um, are already doing it as well, but they feel kind of stuck. So you can be any uh, skill level, I think. Mm-hmm. Does that happen to you, 
much at all, like just being artistically stuck? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yeah, sometimes you get into sort of a rhythm of drawing the same thing over and over. And then you start to feel like you're not learning and you're not progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from there, for me, it just takes a, sort of a new spurt of inspiration or trying something new to get out of that. And a lot of people I watch on YouTube, like artists I follow, they talk about the same thing where they go through sort of a rut phase mm-hmm. and then they work through it and they get new inspiration and they come out of it and their style usually changes a little bit at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's common. I think it's probably more common than people realize. Yeah. Uh, I suppose part of it is because art is primarily a thing you do on your own most of the time. And quite often, you know, you're at home or in a, a place somewhere outside of your home, but you're by yourself. And I guess it's probably easy to forget that what you're going through when you are experiencing that that artistic rut or that just like feel like you're not going anywhere or not progressing actually happens to pretty much most people, I think, at one stage or other. We just don't necessarily talk about it much. Yeah. And it is really nice when people do talk about it because especially if you're a beginner watching someone who maybe has a ton of followers online, you think, oh, well, they've made it. They now have their style and they can draw forever and they never have a problem. But it's not like that. Everybody goes through struggles no matter how long you've been doing it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, that's a very important point you make, definitely. So what is your favourite art supplies? Like what, I know you, you know you mentioned you use Procreate and you also mentioned your, your pilot pen, but is there – like, do you return to one particular brand or one particular thing? Because we are, you know, we are out, all about art supplies here, let's be honest. Um, yeah. Most of us probably have way too many art supplies and we care to, care <laughs> to mention. But that's okay. We don't mind and we'll happily add more. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like to use? Um, right now for sketchbooks, I've been using the Traveler's Notebook inserts mm-hmm. um, because the paper is Midori paper, so it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. And you can get different types as well. So that I've been using for sketchbooks. Um, I have this rainbow pencil crayon that has like five different colors on the one tip. Ooh. And I've been really obsessed with that lately. Um, <laughs> in all my sketchbooks that I've posted on YouTube. Um, yeah, I decorate with that on every single page. So, <laughs> so definitely that one. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. That's kind of like the main stuff right now besides my iPad. Mm-hmm. So actually talking of that, with your with your Procreate, have you gone to the trouble, effort, whichever word you want to use, of actually making your own like um, brush types and that sort of thing or are you using whatever comes standard or have you – downloaded some from somewhere else like how's your process with using that because I'm just new to actually using procreate myself and I've been having a ball I'm loving it absolutely loving using it and I'm just curious to to know what's your process like what do you how does you go about it I don't make my own brushes (laughs) I'm not um I'm not one to fiddle with that but I basically just use the same brush 
mm-hmm. for almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's part of like Max Pack brushes. Yeah, I got. I downloaded some myself. I think it was the gouache pack, and then I got a pack given to me through a friend. And he was like, "Oh, look at these brushes!" And I found one that I now just mm-hmm. use for everything. Yeah, yeah. I like to s- just kind of stick to one thing. I'm not like a big texture brush person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice to keep it nice and simple. Yeah. <laughs> So what what suggestions or tips or anything could you offer to a new a newbie out there who you know they want to get into animation perhaps or illustration and actually which which makes me think we haven't really spoken a lot about your animation process as such like do you do you do all your animation in procreate i assume am i wrong with that or yeah yeah um i don't do a lot of actual animation mm-hmm but I just mostly do illustration. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's all just done in Procreate. Yeah. So if, so if someone wants to get into illustration, like what? Where where do you think they should start? Should they take a class, as in a physical sit down class, when we're allowed to do that sort of thing again? Or you know, what do you think? What suggestions do you have? Yeah, I would definitely like search up. Um, just people that inspire you. If you like their style, like look at their stuff, but don't just look at one person's stuff. Look Mm -hmm. at say like five people that you really enjoy and then don't be afraid to trace. Uh, When I was in animation school, we learned about when we were starting to learn to draw a certain character, we would trace it over and over and over and over again um, to learn how to draw it. Definitely don't post that and say, oh, look, it's my drawing. But just for a learning experience, I think it's so helpful. And then go from there to copying and then see what bits you like from different styles and maybe combine them and just kind of experiment until you find stuff you like yeah sounds good um is there anything else you'd like to talk about anything we haven't yet covered um i don't know unicorns (laughs) are great Yeah, come on, let's talk about the unicorns because, you know, you I, clearly you love unicorns. Why unicorns? What is it about them that you love? <laughs> I think unicorns just sort of encompass all, like, magic and whimsy and anything's possible. I'm mm-hmm. a, definitely sort of a rainbow butterfly unicorn type person, so I, I don't like to dwell on things that are depressing. Mm-hmm. To me, I can't handle a lot of that, so I tend to try to focus on the really positive things in life, and I feel like the unicorn just kind of embodies that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. And Scotland, uh, the unicorn is their, like, official animal. I just oh, learned really? that, so. Oh, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. <laughs> well, there you go. That is that is there you go. You really do learn something every day. I had no idea. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. texted me the other day saying, "Do you know what animal is Scotland's um, official animal?" And I was like, uh, "I don't know, a wildcat." And he's like, "Nope, it's a unicorn." And I'm like, oh, "That's perfect. That is perfect. We, you definitely need to go there now." <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. That's so awesome. I love that. <laughs> well, I think we've covered it. I think we've covered a quite a good amount of things here, Ramona. How do you feel about it? Good. Oh, I actually thought of one more thing. Yeah, go for it. Um, so something that's come up a lot um, in my life is sort of drawing to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if you are in a job that you don't love right now and you want to get into illustration or animation or whatever, use that to inspire you to keep drawing to kind of find your happy place because that can really motivate you to practice and it'll make you happy in the process so definitely yeah I agree with you absolutely there I think I think there's a lot to to drawing for the mind drawing to make you happy and the really cool thing about it is it's one of those things where you have something at the end of it even if you're not necessarily thinking it's very good at the end particularly when you're starting out it's nice to have a thing you've made like oh yeah you're not just sitting down watching, you know, watching Netflix or watching things on YouTube, You, which are all valid and legitimate and, you know, that's fine, but it is cool to actually sit down and draw and then have a thing at the end of that. I think that's really great. Yeah, and, like, your drawing, when you look at it later, sort of brings you back to the moment when you were drawing it. Yeah, definitely. And I I think were... Oh, Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say I think it's a nice thing about drawing in places like coffee shops even if you can't necessarily do that every time you draw you might only do it when you are on holiday or something like that that's a great way to remember the moment yeah definitely when I was working at Bardell and I was really struggling at the end because I just wanted to do my own stuff I started drawing comics of myself basically losing my mind and looking back on it those are some of my favorite drawings because I just remember that moment and drawing that made me feel so much better yeah I'm sure it would and it sounds like well it's a perfect way to lose your mind on 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 paper as opposed to it actually really happening so yeah definitely (laughs) I'd like that that is really cool we need to think about losing our mind in a comic (laughs) yes nice Nice. Well, Ramona, thank you so much for making time to chat with us today. Um, I know the listeners will have loved this as much as I do. Can you share with us where we can find you online? Yes. Um, So Instagram is my main source of posting. Mm -hmm. Um, My handle on that is Freckled Page. Mm -hmm. Also, I have a YouTube, um, Freckled Fox. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Skillshare as well. Yep. And yeah, and I, I'm also on Webtoon now. I started posting a bunch of my comics on there, and it's called Freckles the Foxicorn. Ooh. Where does the where does the fox and the freckles come in? Where's that from? That's got to there's got to be a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I just love foxes. Mm-hmm. And I love red hair, so I just kind of mix them in my mind. Um, and then I have freckles, so I used to hate them, but when I got older, then I loved them. So they just yeah. became a part of who I am, I guess. They are, exactly. They are who you are, and they're unique. Not everyone has them, so that's <laughs> good. 
I like it. Nice. Well, we'll pop links to everything in the show notes anyway for people to find you easily. Um, But thank you so much again, Ramona. I really enjoyed our chat. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for having me on the show.